Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Just Swinging It. It's your girl Osa. And your girl Idia. Hey guys. What's up y'all, it's summertime. Happy summertime. Happy summer. Let's tease us. I feel better than the last episode, so I'll start off with that. <laughs> thank God, thank God. Yeah, that last episode was a, it was a downer, but you know, mm-hmm. it's the reality of life. We can't, we can't, um... Fake it, yeah. Yeah, listen, I, I felt the energy. I knew, like, I just knew that day you were having a bad day. Yeah. And I can like tell the vibe. Even even a friend of mine was like, "Is she okay?" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, it's not going on, but yeah. she's good." Yeah, she's straight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Mhm. Um, but yeah, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm dealing with the um. My daughter just turned two, so she's going through the yes. motions. Terrible twos, honey. You're going to get the terrible twos for the next three years. <laughs> like, I didn't know it was really going to be like that or be... Yeah. Like, Osa and I was supposed to record earlier, and we literally had to push it back, like, two hours because <laughs> she was on 100. She's on punishment right now, but that's, oh, a, story no. for, that's a story for another day. <laughs> the ghetto. But yeah, let's jump into it. Run for your money, yes. Tear let's them jump, down. Let's jump into it. Oh, tear them. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you get into that first. Uh, oh no, I wasn't speaking. To- oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about the protest, man. Yeah, baby. But anyway, um, but speaking of tearing things down, um, let's get started on the whole police brutality, the peaceful protesters, the looters, um. So we we know we talked about like George Floyd, uh, George Floyd, mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor last episode. Um, and rest in peace to both of them. And uh, George actually just got buried this week. Um, yeah. so again, rest in peace. And I hope that they do open Breonna's case and charge the murderers for what mm. they did. Um, but in a, in line with the whole b- brutality and what basically like the climate of our country right now there are peaceful protesters and they're also like looters um who are not allegedly are not a part of the protesters protesters because i honestly don't know what's true or what is it um mm-hmm. so what are your thoughts on the looters like or the peaceful so, the protesters versus the looters i should say so catch this though right <clears throat> so there there are there are the protesters who are about that life who are for the cause who don't mind putting their life on the line just to be on the front lines and stuff like that. And then there are the leeches. There are people who wait for commotion to happen so that they can basically take advantage of the situation. And that kind of gets lost in in what everything is. It kind of just throws everything off. That's why you see in, like, certain videos, you see, like, these people who are protesting, like, yo, we didn't ask for that. Like, we didn't ask you to do that. We didn't ask you to bring bricks. We didn't ask you to uh, burn down the, 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 the convenience store. We didn't ask for any of that. But, um, you know, I, I just I just feel like, I just feel like whenever there is chaos, you, you do find the, um, the extra ones amongst the bunch. Among yeah, the- I- yeah, most definitely. I agree with that. Um, but I will have to say that there has been a lot of propaganda going around, um, mm-hmm. especially with the media, you know, <laughs> how it is. Sure. Um, I think a lot what a lot of media platforms are doing, because 
you know, like when you talk to like older parents, like parents or older generation or whatever, and a lot of them are very much, I watch the news, I watch the news, and they only see a clip of what goes on. And then us, the millennials, the Generation Z, we get on um, social media and we get to see the entire videos and we get to see the and and we get to see the entirety of the looting and everything like that from beginning to end we've seen instagram lives uh snapchat all all platforms twitter etc um but i agree as far as like if you're gonna if you're out there to be peaceful please remain so and as you said there are people that you know when when chaos is around they want to jump on it so they can do their own bad stuff they want to do their own version of the purge Mm. um and unfortunately Mm. that is kind of what's taking over what the what the actual purpose of the protest is about which is supposed to be peaceful to get an actual solution to whatever we're going through right now um yeah yeah, i'm not in support of the looters because at the end of the day like businesses are being affected black owned white corporations big corps monopolies whatever Mm -hmm. um but we also have to realize that a lot of propaganda is going on we've seen multiple police officers planting bricks in certain areas we've seen multiple police officers go um off when they're off duty they're the ones rioting i mean they're the ones looting and you know spray painting stuff and breaking into uh, breaking into businesses and stuff we see multiple videos of that so Mm -hmm. it it is a combination of people doing it for their self-interest and it's also a combination Mm -hmm. of like police plants and like you know the anti-fa or the fascists or whatever they're called that yeah or whatever they're called yeah Yeah. they're they're the ones they're the ones also doing stuff too so it's like Mm -hmm. it's taken away from what we're you know what we're doing as far as like groundwork as far as like protesting and stuff so it's it's you just have to be very very cognizant of what is being thrown at you and you got to be really smart to decipher and be like nope this is fake this is false and this is Mm -hmm. actually correct so. And this is why, like, this is why Osa and I, like, Osa and I, will ha- like, I'll, like, me and her, I don't know, if, like, because I know there's a lot of people who had some um, comments on the sideline about, like, the comments I made about um, white allies and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's so crazy that I said it on our last episode and all of a sudden I'm seeing, like, all of these, don't force it, don't da-da-da. That's what I'm talk. that's what I'm, that's what I meant. Sometimes yeah. I feel like when I say something, like, it, it may not come off that way, but it's like, when I talk about white allyship, right, I'm talking mm-hmm. about people who genuinely are for, like, the Black people, for the movement, for, um, you know, people who are against actual, like, racial inequality and all of that stuff, right? Yeah. You have people who, like, we cannot beg people to be on our side. Mm-hmm. And when you start to, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you're in a, in a, um, in a forced friendship. Hmm. They start doing all this extra shit that you didn't ask them to do. <laughs> just be a good friend. But it's just yeah. like, well, my interpretation may be different than like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just too much. So you, you we're, we're begging for, we're begging from what I saw on social media. People are begging for white allyship. You beg for these people to come to these protests and stand with you and do this and do that. These are the same ones who are ruining it, ruining our neighborhoods and doing all types of of a mm. fucker, all the extra shit that we didn't ask for, and that's <laughs> my problem. That's my problem because when you yeah. start to beg for allyship, yo, we get like the message get lo- get lost because yeah, the, the white people are gonna feel like yo, like I thought that's what you asked me to do. I thought you wanted me to go hard. Mm. Nah, I, I, I didn't. That's not what I meant. But if you bought it, whatever. Like if you really for it, be for it. But I'm not. I don't feel like I have to pressure you. Just like with these brands, like oh. 
I'm canceling this brand because it's because they didn't speak. Listen, y'all pressing these brands and they're they're gonna just hashtag BLM and and leave their little we stand with the black community post. What is that? That's a forced ass uh uh a uh, freaking comment. That's yeah, genuine. It's not genuine. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, is that what we really want? Yeah. Like they're gonna show you who they really are. So it's like let people you gotta sometimes like, like we have to understand that everyone's not gonna be on our side. Everyone's not going to agree about how we feel. Everyone's not gonna agree with defunding the police and da 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 da. Listen, and that's okay. That's okay. I don't need no fucking let me you know, let me let me tread lightly with this one. I don't um, need no people <laughs> speaking up for me. I'm sorry. Like I didn't I didn't grow up that way. Like for me, it's like you you have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to advocate for yourself. If there's if 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 whoever whoever wants to chime in and do whatever, that's just extra and that's cool. It's genuine. But don't have no don't beg for no one to speak for you. That's it. That's yeah. it. I'm good. That's a that's a very good point. Um I will have to agree with the very much so performative allyship that we're seeing on social media. Because um, when we recorded the last episode, I, I, I still kind of stand firmly on like, you know, having white allies because I do think it is a part of the process, whether we want to agree with it or not. Like, like mm-hmm. I said last last episode, like historically, there have been white al- allies, and that was even before social media and the internet was a thing. And you mm-hmm. know, these are these are people that jet, and this is the the sincere allies. You know, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. a- allyship with sincerity. It, it isn't just because you're a brand or you own a brand that caters to black people, and yeah. because you know you're your market consumer base is mostly black women or black men, you're going to put a black, mm-hmm. you know, a blackout picture on your, on your, on your grid to, mm-hmm. you know, be in quote unquote solidarity with us. Meanwhile, Speak you are, <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> your leadership, black people don't exist mm-hmm. on that, in those boards, in mm-hmm. those meetings, in those executive corner offices, there are no, there are no black people occupying um, those spaces, um, even in your, you know, entry level, mid level, executive level, there are no black people. There are some companies that, you know, and that's the thing with social media because we have this very much so call out culture mm-hmm. and cancel culture. So we call people out. We're like, oh, this you. Oh, what about this? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you brought this information out? Um, there's a page I can't remember right now, but I will definitely link it in the bottom of the description. Um, in the bottom mm-hmm. of the description, <laughs> I'll put it in the in the description. Um, basically, it's like a page that's like promoting people to. It's like pull up or shut up or something. Yeah, it's pull up yeah, or shut up. up or something yeah. like that. And they're really like, not forcing, but they're really like working hard to get people or brands to, to put out the, the, the statistics of who are occupying their spaces in their offices. Some people said 8%. Some people said 100%. Some people said non-existent. You know, we're working to hire more. We're working to diversify our offices, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, like you said, it's it's everything. These are This is all a result of the, you know, you got to pull up with the facts or you shut up. And um, again, we have this call-out culture where we emphasize Yo, if we if you put you on blast, now you gotta you have to like do what we say because we yeah. are controlling the narrative. Um, I feel like my 
basically i want to say like there is performative can you hear me now uh, i'm having my wi-fi team up <laughs> baby boy what's going on hold on go to your can settings. you hear me now i can hear you now i was gonna say go to your settings and make sure that your wi-fi is actually off off no it's off it's on lte all right perfect um yeah <laughs> come on team marble hold me down um <laughs> but yeah, I, I do agree that there is a lot of performative allyship um you know from influencers to brands to companies corporations etc um i think we've seen that a lot of these companies and brands don't care about us from h&m to gucci to prada and the list goes on and on of the different types of whether it was blackface or certain slurs or certain words that they used to us, with us, or about us. Um, and we, we quote unquote canceled them, but we're still rocking those brands. We're still dropping mm-hmm. the H&M. We're still buying the Gucci belts and the slides and the flats and the loafers and the bags, all that stuff. That, I'm, I'm gagging. Sorry. <laughs> no, but, but like, gagging. you know, we love to call out, let's call each other out and let's be real and honest with ourselves. Mm. And I do love this movement of buy black, buy black, but, that's a whole nother conversation. We're actually going to get back to that. But, you know, I love this. I do love this movement of buy black, but it's like we only are emphasizing or forcing buy black because of the major corporations and the monopolies are not. They never they never cater to us. We although we we have the biggest buying power, black women, black people spend over a trillion dollars a year in, in, in just consumerism and buying things and spending and our spending power. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that we don't redistribute that money back into our communities. Mm-hmm. I have a prime example of a black owned business that actually opened up in my neighborhood, which is a black owned um, beauty supply store. And they didn't even last two years, um, you know, and yeah. granted it wasn't in the best location, but people knew about it. And, you know, in that, in that area where it's located, people shop in, there's a laundromat, there's a dollar tree, there's an auto zone. Like there people, there are people that reach out in that area but unfortunately, it didn't last that long. And now it's been converted to a hair salon and then it's closed right now because of COVID. Um, but that's one example of, you know, us having, first of all, the beauty, the beauty supply store industry is huge. Mm. Beauty is huge in the black community. We love to look good. We love to feel good, smell good, get our nails done, hair done, everything. We get our, we get our braiding hair from Korean-owned beauty supply stores. We get our, our, our LA girl from, you know, Asian-owned beauty supply stores. Um, mm-hmm. But let me just sum this up before we get into Black-owned businesses. I'm so sorry, y'all. But um, yeah, I, I got a comment after you um, say this. I got a, I yeah. So I do believe that there are a lot of performative allyship going on on social media. But I also feel like a lot of these brands are using their platform to educate their consumers that are not Black. And I'm mm-hmm. tired of the P- POC because I'm not a person of color. I'm a Black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a Hispanic or a Latinx's experience is different than mine, and so is Asian, and et cetera. Um, so, like, for example, Alice and Olivia, they're um, a pretty big contemporary fashion brand for women. They're very, you know, you know, Bloomingdale's, Saks, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And what, they, what they're doing is coming up with different platforms um, on their page, on, on Instagram, where they are connecting, you know, a really popular white celebrity and a pretty popular Black person, whether they're in different types of field, or someone mm-hmm. that's doing groundwork. And yeah, it seems like performative, but it's also like a really great way to educate people because mm-hmm. I'm sure their biggest platform, I mean, their biggest consumers are white women that can afford a $400 skirt, you know, that yeah. can that can afford a $200 blouse and it's nothing mm-hmm. to them. So if they're shopping there and they're on their page, 
why not tune into a 7 p.m., you know, 30 minute long conversation yeah. between, two, between two people who are educating each other and from another perspective of someone that is genuinely trying to learn and understand and, and see what they can do to help and improve. Um, so it's not just we're looking for people for white people to be on the forefront for us only. We're, we're also we're saying like they need to be a part of the movement. You know, like we're on the forefront regardless. We're standing, we're marching, we're protesting, we're donating, we're doing everything possible. But Mm -hmm. we also need that allyship, whether you agree with it or not. That's something that I still believe in. And um, you just have to be very mindful of who's being authentic and who's just doing it because they have to. Yeah. See, see what what I what I was gonna say is also too. We have to like if if we're gonna accept allyship, we have to also be very honest with ourselves and 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 allow them to learn mm-hmm. let me tell you there are questions and I, I've seen things like oh like why would like a white person ask this? it's just like when you ask a trans person a question about the trans community like there's no <laughs> right or wrong answer sometimes yeah, yeah. people really just do not know yep. and we have to be able to be like um like we don't have to like teach them everything but it's like I could give you a I can give you an answer without being like a bitch about it like mm-hmm. um yeah. something you should be aware of don't you have social media so there's people who really just be on social media in a shop to scroll to do this and to do that and they're and like, they may not follow that. people that are black that exactly. will post about black lives matter their their whole page might be just their family members and friends and if those people don't quote unquote care about what's going on they are not going to post it so they won't exactly. see it <laughs> simple and as that about the black owned business i was going to say um you know it's unfortunate <laughs> because I feel like for me, in my personal opinion, I'm very, I'm very intentional about where, like I, like I get services done, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, either be hair, nails, um, you know, a health food store or whatever like that. But um, yeah. when you brought up the beauty supply store, I want to use like the beauty supply store and the nail salon store because you know a lot of them are like Asian owned and stuff like that. Yep. A lot of black people are used to the abuse mm. that um, these stores and cer- these these businesses give us, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to like a Chinese restaurant or a nail salon or whatever, and they're like, hurry up, pick a color, hurry up, pick a color. Um, pick a color. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to make fun of like the Asian community. Like, I'm just saying like, you know, pick a color, hurry up. Like we don't That's have our experience. That. Yeah. It's an experience, right? It's rush, it's this. You know, they do your feet, they cut you, and they're not sanitized. You're a fungus. <laughs> we get, like, 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 we're so used to the abuse, and we continue to go and support, go yep. and support, make the millionaires, create generational wealth for them. And then when a black salon or business comes around, we don't support it because we already have our nose up of thinking, like, oh, customer service is going to be trash. And da, da, da. Wait, hold on. The customer service at an Asian nail salon is fucking Terrible. It's non-existent. Even, <laughs> a lot of them don't even speak English in front of us. That's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like for me, um, I don't like I don't shop where I'm not welcome. If mm. I feel a vibe and I feel like people are following me and da da da, oh, and I'm using out. code names I'm, like <laughs> that's a that's a whole another. I worked in retail, so it's it's whack to say. Um, because when you work in retail, you do like, there are hot spots. 
Mm-hmm. I won't say the company that I did used to work for. But, <laughs> <laughs> off off the record, but um, it was a company I used to work for. It was just like this high end Sephora. You guys kind of they sell like the expensive stuff, right? <laughs> and we had a code word for like. <laughs> Like the scamming Asians, like, uh, like legit. Geez. Every single one of our, like, every one of the company stores knew that, like, the Asian, like, it was mostly like the Asians that would come in and use the Amex, and it, it was just a lot, <laughs> and buy the most expensive uh, face cream, Lemire, um, and all these other things. And we use code words, but this it, it wasn't in a malicious ways because we just kind of knew we was giving people a heads up. But um, just just to say that, and that's and you know it's funny because the way you said it is like how one of these like brands like Anthropology because they are yeah. they have been put on blast, um, yeah. and that's probably the same excuse that they would use to to validate why they did that. You know, so oh, just to alert like our client, our customer. No, we all do. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, and you worked at a luxury beauty store, you know, like it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, and, and that's just you using it for you guys. You guys had that word or that, you know, code or whatever identifier for Asians. A lot of brands have an identifier for black people, for black mm-hmm. women, you know, oh, hi, let me know if you need anything. And it's like, okay, thank you. But why are you still following me? I will let you know if I need anything, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that what you just told me? But, you know, then again, that's it comes with the territory, whether you're shopping at a Bergdorf or you're shopping at an Urban Outfitters. And it's totally two different clientele. Yeah, but, different. you know, sometimes some of the tacti- same tactics are used to, quote unquote, monitor us in the stores mm-hmm. meanwhile we scared to steal first of all you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't stealing is bad <laughs> but right. you know we, we're not gonna do that because we're not gonna jeopardize our lives meanwhile you yeah. know these three teenagers will come in and try to divide and conquer and steal a whole bunch of lip gloss and stuff from sephora because it's a fun mm-hmm. thing to do because you just turned 16 or whatever but we dare not do something like that because what yeah. Yeah, the cops get called. This happens. That happens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so this is this is tying back to why we should be celebrating and spending our money at the um at black owned businesses. Now, let's really talk about this. Let's have a conversation about this in regards to a lot of complaints of customer service. You just mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, you go to the Asian um owned uh nail salons and beauty supply stores and you're being followed they're not they're not speaking to you they're not having the conversation they're, they're talking about nasty. you in their native language mm-hmm. they're being nasty to you they're talking about you right in front of your face in their native languages um they're not they're not doing things properly they're rushing you know a lot, a lot of the time people come out with funguses and poor nail health and mm-hmm. things of that nature um, and there are black t- nail techs. There are black owned nail salons. They might not be everywhere. I'm speaking more specifically to New York. I know al- at least of one. And I know of, I know, I actually know of at least two nail boutique and Barry's, the nail salons. And I know of multiple nail techs that either work from home or work at a space that are black. All the that are black. Barry's are black. I've never been to Barry's, but I do know it exists. <laughs> um, they, get the good, they get the good pedicure, girl. 
They do. Listen, I'm I'm when open up, I'm gonna support. And I like you said, you're you're intentional about where you support where you spend your money. And I've always been intentional of um where I spend my money, especially when it came to black owned businesses. Like when I go into certain neighborhoods and I see a store and I'm like, Oh, is this black owned? And when I when I'm like and they say yeah, I like I wanna spend more because it's like I'm keeping them open. I'm helping mm-hmm. I'm you know, I'm helping their business and especially if the product is good, if the customer service is great, I'm gonna come back. There's a wine shop that's near me. Um, it's called, um, happy cork. Mm, um, they're not too expensive. They're not too cheap, but it's like, it's winery, it's wine, it's wine, it's it's basic wine prices, wine prices. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, but they carry a lot of black owned, you know, wines and spirits and the customer Mm -hmm. service is great. They're knowledgeable. Everything isn't locked up. I can actually touch stuff. I can actually read labels, you know, whereas when you go to a, I can taste it. Whereas when you go to a, a traditional liquor store, everything is boarded up. You feel like a prisoner. They got full yeah, glasses. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, I'm spending my money. What does that tell you? Enough said. You don't got, we don't got to say it. <laughs> it's like they're yelling without even yelling at you. Like, yep. you have a bulletproof glass up. I could go to a liquor store on Park Slope and I will not that i can go to a nope. i can go to a liquor store and oh, i'm saying all these downtown manhattan <laughs> no and, and 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 there's no freaking midtown <laughs> wall street area like i mean we can name the areas for days you know and it's just a telltale sign of how we are valued and mind you these 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 companies these um these stores these owners they own it in our neighborhood facts it's in our neighborhoods. Like the Chinese store is still in our neighborhoods. The liquor stores are in our neighborhoods. The nail salons are in our neighborhoods. We live, sleep, eat here, you know. And they don't take us seriously. They don't. They don't. Um. They don't value our 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 us being a, a customer. They don't value be us patronizing them. Yes. So why not take your money to someone who actually needs it? Like, mm-hmm. you know. And and again, this whole conversation of like black black owned businesses and customer service. Um, I was having a conversation with my friend Helena um, a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and I, I had to mention that, like, let's say it's an online boutique or whatever, and it's one person running the show. They're doing customer service, they're packing, mm-hmm. they're mailing, they're shipping, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's only so much one person can do to run a business, you know, especially yeah. if they're not doing it full time. If they're juggling something else and that, it's a lot, you know, and they're going to do their best. But, you know, this is a one person show. And I had to mention that most of the time with our counterparts, when they start their businesses, they already have funding. They already have 5K, 10K. Grandpa mm-hmm. wrote a check. Mom wrote a check. Somebody gave you a loan. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some sort of footing to start your business. Yeah. Whereas people like me <laughs> who started their brands for less than, a, you know, less than a thousand dollars, less than a hundred dollars, less than five hundred dollars. We're starting from the from the ground up. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing everything ourselves. We're, we're working hard and I'm not saying that we should get be given more slack because you know, we're, you know yourself, going to the uh, post office by yourself making your products by yourself everything you know so I'm not saying we should planning that people are doing and talking mm-hmm. about all like these these black businesses and like nigga it's a pandemic <laughs> Yeah, no, but I'm but I'm speaking Sephora. I'm speaking to before the pandemic, right? Because when when Sephora is out of stock of your stuff, 
or you place the order and they, they figured out, oh, their inventory was actually shorter than what they counted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't write them a whole email talking about, fuck you, da, 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 why haven't I got my package in 17 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But when it, when you order from when you order from a Black-owned business, mm-hmm. yeah, like, where's my package? And it's like, if you read the fine print of shipping and returns, it says processing takes blah, blah, blah amount of days. Mm-hmm. So you may get it before then, or you may get it at that moment when it says you'll get it, you know, like, please let's give each let's give each other the patience that we give these big ass corporations to our black owned businesses i agree and especially during this pandemic where the you know these mail couriers are just it's a lot going on so please guys be patient and also i would like to say this to black owned businesses please be transparent with your customers if you miscounted your inventory if they ordered it, let your customer know, hey, I can give you something else. I can give mm-hmm. you a refund. Or would you like to wait till I get it back? You know, little things like that goes a long and way. I've had to, and people will understand. I've had to do that multiple times to people. And thankfully, they were understanding. Rather than them waiting four or five weeks for their package to get there, I'd rather tell you up front, like, hey, like, you know, da-da-da is happening. It's not mm-hmm. going to come when it's supposed to come. Unfortunately, I can give you your money back or blah, blah, yeah. blah. And once we have this interactions with each other i I promise y'all business owners and consumers things will be a lot better consumers give us a little bit more slack business owners be more transparent and things god willing will be good yes i was gonna ask you a question do you think i i I, I thought about after we you know talk about the co-works for people and stuff like that um do you racially profile like yourself um what do you mean to like what extent um, I don't know. Or just like, in general, just in general, it doesn't have to be like to one race. Like it could be like on and off. For me, I, I just want to be just be really honest. But yeah. yeah, no, no, you're good. Um, I think I racially, I don't think I racially profile. I think I economically profile. <laughs> I'm which is, which is really no, because like again, working and having worked in like some retail, um, luxury retail spaces, like you see all types of people come in, like rich people looking real homeless, but they pulling mm-hmm. out their gold Amex or platinum, the heavy black card. Mm-hmm. Like and then you're like, oh you got money, money. And then you got the people that's dressed from head to toe that just want to come in and be like, oh how much is that? How much is that? Okay, I'll come back next week. And it's like, okay, we see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um and that and that ranges from all races. Um like I said i don't think i i mean i do have stereotypes of other races i'm not gonna lie about that like obviously we all do um but i would i don't think i'm necessarily prejudiced to people unless they do some foul shit to me that i'm just like this is my blah 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 you don't fuck with this race or something like that but um i've never been in an environment where i was told a cold word per se Mm -hmm. um so i in that regard i don't but um I do I do look at people like, oh that, oh that's some nice watch or those are some nice shoes or oh she got a break in and she's wearing some like Lululemon, you know, sweatpants. Like she definitely got money. Like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that I definitely do that. Yeah. See me, um, and this is just to make this clear, the the com- the the company that I did work for, they didn't tell us to have a code word. We kind of just had a word like just for each for each other because we knew the vibes. Like we just mm-hmm. knew, like when they went to that Lemire section, oh boy, oh brother, a cute twelve hundred dollars. Let me let me hit up let me hit up my my home girl across town. Hey, you guys missing the thousand dollar Lemire cream? Yo, we missing mm. three. All right, say less. Wow. <laughs> and that was it. Did she did she use the Amex? Yeah, it came back as fraud. All right, cool. That was that. But mm. um, for me, I don't really have I don't have 
them like that because I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm aware that everyone's not the same. But um, mm-hmm. I go by vibes, and if if I feel uncomfortable, then I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just, you know, separate myself. I'm not looking at all okay. white, white, white men with a, I don't know, a graphic kiss tee as a a, a freaking shooter. You know what I mean? But like if I get that vibe, I, I could get that vibe from 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 someone who isn't white, like a Mexican or, or some or a black person, and feel the same way. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Yeah, I just go by vibes. I go by vibes, not race. I mean, but sometimes like you don't even you don't interact with them that long to even have a vibe. Like it's just literally like they're walking past you, you're walking past them, like type shit. Like. Yeah. Like we live in New York City, so like we walk everywhere. You're on the train. You look at you like you're standing in front of somebody for thirty minutes. Like you're mm-hmm. bound to look at them from head to toe. You know stuff like that. Right. Um. So yeah, like, I, I, I think walk, I've definitely walked in the street or clutched my purse while I was in elevated <laughs> with white men before. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Oh my I, god! You know, it, it, listen, it they do it to us, and sometimes like you can't put nothing past nobody. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a woman. I'm vulnerable. I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And my I name cannot. is my name is Karen. I'm being very I'm actually joking, guys, but <laughs> actually about that life. So um with that being oh. said, we're just not hope you're um, not a white. <laughs> you're not gonna do that here, okay? Period. Okay. Well, speaking of being a woman and vulnerability, um, there is this like new wave of like I wouldn't say new wave, but there has been this wave of um black femininity that mm-hmm. has been popping up. Um and shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Some way, somehow, it, it's something I don't need to watch. It's something I've never looked up, but some way, somehow, it pops up on my page, and then I start watching. I and love then... that. That's my type of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of videos later. Um, so I have been watching like a couple of videos of like how to be feminine or what femininity looks like, how to uh-huh. dress as a fem, you know, stuff like that. And it's been more catered to Black women. Um, I'm sure there are white femininity influencers out there, but mm-hmm. um. What is your opinion of that? Like, do you think that, like, Black women... I'm not saying that we haven't been feminine before, but do you think, like, especially with, like, single mothers and stuff like that, like, do you think that um, Black women are not known to be feminine? Or is it just, like, we're just a strong Black woman and that's it? Like, there's no... Fem- I, I think that's a... I think that's a, that's a good question. I think that's actually, like, a personality trait, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there, there are, like, people who look at... Um, like for me, I, I find myself to be very feminine, but mm-hmm. I also find myself to be very strong, sensitive, mm-hmm. um, all of the all of all of the all of the attributes of a of a woman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, so I feel like femininity is it depends. Like it, it really really depends. I'm not walking around like yo 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 dude. Da-da-da. No, <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> no. I mean, it's just like it, it. It's. I just feel like it's all personality based. Like it's really about how you how you see it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. being feminine can mean so many different things. Just because you wear a right. dress, just because you wear makeup, just because you cook clean doesn't mean that you're necessarily feminine. I feel right. like um, the softness in terms of like for me is like how you treat people, how mm-hmm. you address. Um, you know, your neighbor, things yeah. like that. That's a good point. Um, because when you do watch some of those videos, like there are pointers of like, 
you know, talk this way or carry yourself this way, dress more with dresses. If you're going to wear trousers, make sure it's blah, 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 like stuff like that. And, and, I'm, and I, it just, it just like, you know, dawned on me. I'm just like, but haven't women, like haven't black women always, you know, and you, like you said, it isn't all about makeup or wearing a dress or doing your hair a certain way. But I feel like a lot of black women are feminine, you know, whether it's a sexual choice or not, you know, because when you look at the lesbian community, there's studs and feminine, whatever. But like, just femininity in its in in its whole, like as a thing, like a lot of black women are, you know, like, you know, I, and that's where um, I guess like the misrepresentation comes into play of like, you know, being the strong black woman and only having strength to be a characteristic. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're soft. You're you're edu- you're you know the the adjectives go down and all that stuff as you go down the list and and there's nothing wrong with that i just find it interesting as like why is it that like they're quote-unquote tutors online teaching black women how to be feminine like isn't that something you just have you know on your own so you know i think with 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 this feminine like feminine it's it's um it's I, i feel like it might be being misconstrued with um etiquette Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how, like, they have, like, they like, mm-hmm. people have, like etiquette classes and stuff like that. And, like, how to be a lady, how to da 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 how to, how to, how mm-hmm. to, how to, how to have tea and things like that. I feel like that might be what, what's happening in terms of, like, the definition being misconstrued. Because the definition is a quality or attributes regarded as characteristics of women. <laughs> so it's like, you are a woman, naturally you're feminine, you know, naturally you have these attributes of, blah 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 and being you know the etiquette conversation is like i think that's kind of like a social thing or like a social economical thing like because you think mm-hmm. of like jack and jill like the black you know etiquette from young and you you know become this like well-mannered you know great diction mm-hmm. intellectual black man black woman and you know that becomes a part of this sorority and fraternities and stuff like that Actually, um yeah. but that's like one part of some people's childhood that's not everybody's childhood but i don't know i think I just, I, 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 like, I watch a lot of the videos and I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting, you know? And then they speak to, you know, of course it's the femininity, femininity conversation, like for the individual, but they also speak to like femininity in dating and who to date and dating mm-hmm. high value men and, you know, le- quote unquote, le- I've been seeing a lot of people say leveling up and stuff like that. And I, it's just, it's a really interesting thing to watch. Cause like, I've never seen anything like that. And I feel like, Hmm, okay, maybe you might learn something from it or you may disagree with it. Because we watched a video about what makes Nigerian women feminine, you know, and she spoke more to like physical things, I would yeah. say. Like they're beautiful, yeah. they wear they dress really nice, they wear they makeup, mm-hmm. they cook, they clean. And it's like, okay, besides those things, like what else would they consider to be feminine? So yeah. Yeah, because like for me, right? I hate to make this, you know, because black, all black people are not a monolith, but like Osa's favorite saying. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of black girls didn't grow up able to be soft. Mm, that's like a point. Depending on the culture or whatever, like a lot of us didn't have those spaces. And if you didn't have the mm. personality to speak up for yourself, um, then it may be different for you. Like for me, yeah. For me growing up, um, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I claim myself to be kind of feminine or whatever like that. But growing up, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, there's certain, more so like my African, like my Nigerian family, like they, certain personalities just don't mesh with them. Like, it'll be like, oh, you too loud or you too this or you too rambunctious or like, um. Nigerians are loud naturally. (laughs) No, but you, you as a girl speaking your mind is like offensive. And for me, it's like, Mm. nah, like. That's part of I feel like that's part of being feminine, being able to be being able to communicate your feelings and cry and this yeah. and that and do whatever. Now, I mean, not saying that you know men can't cry with a, men crying is feminine. No, I'm I'm just talking about for women in general right now. Um, mm-hmm. And there's people who I know who grew up with parents if they if they even if a if a girl cried in the house, they get the dirtiest slap. What are you crying for? Wow. And it's just like, wait, what? These are emotions. These are yeah. feelings. Like this is how she's. This is this is how she's able to communicate right now. And with that being said, is is it? Imagine that young girl. She's growing up into being a woman. That's very difficult. That's very difficult because yeah. like, I'm I'm trying to be this soft person, but I can't because I don't know if that person's mm. gonna shut me down. So. I think that's a good point, like, in regards to, like, you know, the Nigerian upbringing or family, whatever. Um, I think that's also very, like, patriarchal because, like, you know, the man is the head of the house, blah, blah, blah. He makes the decisions. He's the one that should be talking. And kind of, to an extent, like, a lot of Nigerian men do believe that women should be seen and not heard. Like, that's very Mm -hmm. much, like, the concept. But, of course, there is this rise of feminism and all that stuff where women are being, you know, they're voicing their opinions, they're speaking their minds, and they don't care. They damn the consequences. Um, mm. You know, and I think, like, so what What does femininity mean to you, like, per se? I mean, like I said, I feel like it's, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all per, it's personal, it's personality-based. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. really about how you like how you make it, how you feel, right? Just because I wear makeup, like I said, doesn't mean I'm I'm feminine. I feel like I'm feminine. I feel like my femininity comes from how I how I communicate with people, like how I talk to Osa, yeah. or you know, learning learning people's languages, like love languages, and 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 mm-hmm. being able to you know, um, I don't want to say filter my conversations, but know how to talk to people in ways that they will understand. Like mm. that's that's my idea of being um, feminine, and I mean, because fem- I feel like what femininity yeah. comes nurturing and and watering relationships and you know listening and things like that, and I feel like uh you know that's kind of my thing. Like that's just what it is. Yeah. But I feel like it don't have shit to do with looks, nothing to do about how you cook or clean. It's all about you personally and how you know you you take it. It's a personality. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think it's definitely personal. Like, it's a mm-hmm. personal set of attributes. It's a personal, you know, it's your personal behavior, personal character. And and femininity, I think, is like, it's just like individuality. It's based on the person. It's based on, you know, their personality, their lifestyle, mm-hmm. their upbringing, and who they want to become. Because, you know, we're always changing to be better. Um, so, yeah, like, and if you, even if you, there are tomboys that are ultra feminine, fem, mm-hmm. uh, feminine, <laughs> feminine, it's just that they dress a certain way and how you dress doesn't determine your femininity, mm-hmm. you know, how you speak, I don't necessarily think determines your femininity because you could talk like you from the hood or you could talk like oh, you're a valley girl and you both could be ultra feminine and you both can express your femininity in those ways, you know, and I, mm-hmm. and I just feel like, 
women should be with who they want to be. And I don't think there should be this cookie cutter kind of experience for women, especially black women. Like if you're going to be strong, be strong. If you're going to be loud, be loud, whatever you want to be, as long as a good person, like be, be strong and firm in that and, and, you know, carry yourself with your head tilted up and quote unquote level up (laughs) as they say. So yeah, spiritually, physically, mentally, everything. And then also too, being feminine to me is being able to speak up for yourself, mm. like legit speak up for yourself. And if, you know, if someone doesn't agree with it, it is what it is, but yeah. still respect it. You know what I mean? Still respect their opinions. That's, that's, you know, that's part of right. it. That is part I of agree. it. I hmm. agree. So what are you thinking of the summer, this summer, you know, it's 2020, <sighs> New York is opening up in phases. What are your is the summer gonna be lit or is it gonna be indoors? <laughs> it's giving me very much indoors tease. Like okay. I you know, with all this COVID stuff, I mean I, I'm happy we didn't really talk about COVID like that because we don't have to, but um finding the positivity in the mess. <laughs> I'm trying to find the positivity. Um, I think we should still do our due diligence by being, you know, by social distancing and stuff like that until we hear word. Um mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm hearing things about places like Arizona, um, Texas, uh, Atlanta, you know, having spikes in numbers. Even um, Arizona, they actually might have to close down again um, to do another lockdown because their numbers have spiked um, tremendously since they had Mm. lifted the um, orders. But I think... um, I think we're just going to have to find our way and figure out how we're going to do this. Yeah, I I agree. I think a lot of the country really rushed into opening up. And unfortunately, like, this is a repercussion of that. Because again, we don't have the answers. We don't have the solutions. There is no vaccine. There is no medication to take to cure this thing. It's still out there. People are still sick with it. Um, So yeah, I think... um, I don't want to say like it's a completely indoor <laughs> summer because, yeah. um, you know, like you still need the vitamin D. In more ways than one. No, nah, but you still, you, still, you know, you still need sun. You still need fresh air, stuff like that. So, um, of course, adhering to social distancing guidelines, washing your hands, wearing mm-hmm. gloves, you know, um, hand sanitizer on deck. Because I hear that shit could be sexually transmitted from semen. That's what I heard. Nobody said that. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. When was this? I'll tell you off air, but she wear glasses and she kind of looked like me. She told me that. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) We don't have to talk after because I'm so lost right now because I did not hear that. We did not want to spread no false information. You don't know about that, yeah. I'm gonna link it in the bio. <laughs> Please do. But <laughs> I'm crying. Nah, but um, <laughs> but yes. Regardless of COVID or not, stay strapped, stay safe, protect that <laughs> self. Okay. But um, <laughs> I'm crying. But no, seriously. Um, yeah. So like, I have gone on one picnic. You know, while while I could during this time and you know, social distancing. It was just myself and my boyfriend. So like there weren't like a million people out there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people in the park were social distancing. A lot of us were wearing our masks and stuff like that. So like, you know, kind of making do with whatever we can. Um, I feel like vacations are kind of canceled for this year, but a lot of people mm-hmm. will be flying. A lot of islands are opening back up. 
Um, what else are people really, really doing? Oh, cookouts and barbecues and stuff. Like, yeah. sometimes you can't help it. Try to keep it as, you know, minimum intimate as possible, 10 or less. You know, chill out on the sleepover. <laughs> well, technically, 12 or less. That's, the, that's, that's what the CDC is saying, but you can't really trust them, I guess. Chad, I'm sticking to 10. Yeah. And 10 people that you know that have been at home for at least two weeks. Word. <laughs> Not 10 people that be out in other... Because a lot of people haven't been social distancing. A lot of people have been actually, like... They don't post it on social media, but they're, like, outside. Like, okay. you know, gathering and stuff. And it's important to just keep yourself safe because we just don't know, you know? We don't know. We don't know. Listen, I just like, feel bad for the kids because this is their time to have fun. I know, but you know what? We got to try to make it comfortable. Um, if you don't have a backyard and you have a friend who has a backyard, ask them, reach out to them, ask them like, hey, can I bring over the pool or the sprinklers or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, thing like, like we just got to make, we, 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 I feel like with this, we just have to make the, the places that we live comfortable for us. Yeah, for sure. Oh, how this shit is going to play out. Dr. Fauci talking about 100,000 more lives may be lost by September. Like, it's crazy to me. Tell you. <laughs> Tell you. It's scary. It's it's scary. So, you know, God bless us all. And because, ooh, it's too much. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but, honestly. Um, I was going to ask you a question, right? So, mm-hmm. it's not really a question, but... um. So I've been seeing um, on YouTube like a lot of um, white influencers, like beauty like influencers. <laughs> They're doing like the black own tag. Um, like so, for me, right? Do you find? I mean, my question is: Do you think it's like awareness? Like, are you? Do you think they're trying to bring brand awareness, or are they? Um, they feel like they're they're like their hand is being forced to do so. Um, well, I haven't really. I think you only sent me one thing, but it was more so blackface. It wasn't actually like black owned mm-hmm. tutorials. So, Nikki Tutorials did an all black brand, and a couple of other white known YouTubers are doing an all black owned brand um, face challenge thingy, like only using black brands, black owned brands. Well, I love that idea. I think. Um, if someone like Nikki Tutorials who has millions of followers could do that to amplify black owned beauty brands, Mm -hmm. then please use your platform to do so because, um, like someone like Nikki Tutorials has different types of people following her from all over the world, from different skin tones, et cetera. Um, and there might be people that don't know about big, um, beauty bakery or mented cosmetics or Juvia's place or, um, What's another Black-owned brand? The other Black-owned cosmetic brands, you know? And and this is a great way to amplify them. It's unfortunate that it has to be during this whole thing. But, you know, some way, somehow, it's helping these brands out, you know? Because even if people don't support, like, by buying, they can follow. They can be aware of the brand. So when they do go into, like, a Sephora or an Ulta or their, their local supplies their local beauty stores mm-hmm. and they see these brands at least they'll be familiar and it's and and i feel like 
the what's that quote of all, all press is good press or something like that like yeah so to an extent that works really well with the situation and i i like that idea um i'm definitely gonna check nikki tutorials if she has her video up i'll check it out on youtube to yeah. see like how she did it but i think it's great i really think it's great um you know hopefully with more money these brands can work with these influencers and because a lot of a lot of small beauty brands don't have a lot of money to pay influencers to work with them you know so a lot of it is is pressed through publications and journal um journalists Mm -hmm. or it's more so hearsay from other you know other consumers so i don't think there's anything wrong with it yeah i get it because it's a time that it's going on it's kind of like oh you're doing this because of what's going on but it's also like y'all put money back into black people's pockets i ain't mad at that Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not mad at that at all i agree um i like it um i like her i liked hers in particular but um, mm-hmm. I feel like the one, the other ones that I seen just seem very, very forced, and that's just it. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't have yeah. any comments on it. But um, <laughs> you know, like I said, like my thing is this: if you bout it, bout it, be bout it. Don't force, right. Do not force a friendship that don't need to be there. And don't let it be just a one video thing. Like if you're gonna use a black brand and you like the products, like keep using it, and maybe a relationship could be formed between you guys. And you know, you never know what could come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. Yeah, I definitely. I don't think there's. An, I don't see anything wrong with it, unless they were like bashing. You know, and I'm like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> they wasn't. They wasn't doing that. Okay, good, 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 good. They were trying. They tried. So I have one more question for you. So you know, like when you start getting older, you know, family starts hitting you up. Mm. Um, you know, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Oh, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. How do you deal with family members and their requests from, you know, from pretty much any aspect of your life? What do you mean? Do do what in particular? No, no, I'm just speaking to like it's not me specifically. I'm just speaking to no, like no, in no. general, like <laughs> give me an example. Give me an example. Um maybe they see you wear like <laughs> some shorts you know and they're like oh you know you know you're kind of thick you shouldn't wear shorts you know maybe you should wear some like bermuda shorts or some like capri shorts like Uh, how do you how do you deal with that um you don't um (laughs) (laughs) i mean listen my thing you know um see osa and i come from this culture where I'm actually crying. Also, <laughs> I come from this culture where they're like, like Nigerians just don't have no filter. Um, and they want to tell you who to get married to. They want to tell you what course to take. They want to tell you where to live, who to sleep yeah, with. Yeah, or like what job to do and things like what that. Yep. Um, and, you know, for me, it's like, y'all not living our lives, you know, at the mm. end of the day. Um, I also believe that, you know, there's stylish ways to address them. You know, it's like, oh no, thanks, Auntie. But with all due respect, I'm, 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 I'm heading down this path. Like, I'm, I'm right. different. I'm yeah. not rushing to get married because I don't want to end up like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the stylish way I was actually thinking, but I like right. It. But sometimes I feel like you know when you watch all these like Nigerian movies and it's like, ah, okay, your time is coming, Chama, your husband is almost here, and it's just like, damn, can somebody tell these aunties to shut up because. First of all, your husband don't be even, even be at home. He be away half the year on quote unquote business. Meanwhile, he got a whole nother family and a whole nother con. Yeah. 
Do you want to go there? Do you want to go there? <laughs> like, like a read. No, um, it's not. I'm, I'm just going based on like legit no. Nigerian movies. <laughs> no, but I just feel like certain things don't even need to be addressed. Like you know, like especially when they're older, it's like, all right, thank you. Like you gotta yeah. just say, all right, thank you, because just say I, amen. <laughs> it works. Like I've dealt with it. Um, I deal with it because you mm. know, and, and you know, in laws are just different, and they just have. <laughs> <laughs> they just have their own mind. <laughs> right. You just gotta be like, okay, all right, uh, okay, next time, um, next time, next next time. I'll just say thank you. Thank you or next time, because you yeah. know what? You're never gonna be. You're never going to be who they want you to be. You're mm. never going to do things, even if you do everything perfect to the T. I'm talking about down to religion, dressing, uh, the way your house looks, all of that. It's never gonna be enough. It's gonna be like, yeah. okay, but uh, why is your child, I don't know, not walking? <laughs> mm. Girl, she's like five months. Like, give her a break. <laughs> <laughs> Can she finish the titty first? <laughs> okay. So, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, it's always gonna be something where you feel like you just, it's not, it's not enough. Because I know people who their kids have like PhDs, okay? PhDs. Mm have a home, have a, you know, have a boyfriend. And it's just like, okay, he's your boyfriend, but when is why? he getting married? When are you going to get married? <laughs> and it's just like, yo, damn, can I work? Like, I'm, I mastered everything else. Let me try to master this damn relationship first. Shit. Right. You know, I, I mean, I'm not a parent, um, so I cannot speak to that. But just knowing how we are as Nigerians, how we just want to be great at everything and we want to have everything be good for us and our kids and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I can see how, like, some Nigerian parents are very much, like, they want you to do the best. That's why they're, you know, telling you all these things. But it's, like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a there's <clears throat> there's kind of, like, a disconnect in the generations, too. Like, I feel like a lot of our parents, whether they grew up on the continent or they moved here when they were really young, but still mm-hmm. have that, you know, mindset of, like, you know, follow this certain type of way but you know i think our generation millennials generation z are really shaking things up like on the continent in the diaspora like we're really doing things that our parents would never have thought to do we're doing things that our parents would probably not have thought would have been successful but we're making money from it you know like i'm sure a lot of um parents are like oh you know you want to stick to something that's going to be sustainable or something that will have longevity but it's like you can create your own path with everything with relationships with work with Mm -hmm. education with finance you know there's so many things that we as millennials and generation z are learning every day and um once we learn it's important to also teach them so that they can kind of get rid of that mindset of like oh you must do a to get to b meanwhile you could do z to get to f and come back to l you know like but the thing is see i find it very interesting that you said that like trying to teach them because i find that like nigerian like depending on when they grew up like you said um nigerian parents are kind of stuck in their ways you can't really you can't really change them per se Mm. Well, I would, I would, I would, I would agree to disagree. I mean, there's certain things that you can't change them on because it's just like you're finding a dead horse. But yeah. I feel like if you do have those type of parents that are willing to learn, that are exposed, I think with exposure, I feel like a lot of Nigerian parents are open to have certain conversations because they live in the Western world. Like 
they're around certain types of people. They work with certain types of people. They um, they go to school with certain. They have one. They went to school with certain types of people. So their mindset isn't necessary. Like it's still very much Nigerian, but it's 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 changed a little bit because of exposure. Mm. You know, they they've seen other people do different things, the unorthodox ways of doing things, and they've been successful at it. And it kind of makes them, and because like sometimes when you have conversations with people, they're like, "Well, you know, some people they do like that, and it actually works." So you know, when you when you start mm-hmm. hearing stuff like that, you're like, "Okay, now we're we're easing you into a different view of life." You know, like life yeah. isn't a one way path. Like there's, it's like a tree; it branches out. Like it's it goes so many different ways. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's very important to have conversations, especially especially right now. <laughs> with, you know, the climate of the country. And I feel like a lot of, because um, I've seen this all throughout social media, a lot of uh, first-generation children are mm-hmm. trying to really push the conversation with their parents about, you know, Africans versus the diaspora, basically. And, you know, the negative connotations both sides have for each other. Diaspora mm-hmm. versus Africa and Africa versus diaspora. Diaspora mm-hmm. and the stereotypes and all, you know, the... the um, yeah, the stereotypes that we have for each other. And it's really important to educate both sides, you know, like if you have American friends or West Indian friends, educate them to the best of your knowledge and, you know, educate your cousins and your aunties and uncles and your dad, your mom about, Mm -hmm. you know, that not every African-American is lazy. Not every African-American is blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, that mm -hmm, exactly. Because the same could be said for, a lot of Africans, shit, let me speak specifically to Nigeria. Like, it's a lot of lazy, quote-unquote, youth, as Buhari said about Nigerians. But okay. a lot of people doing what they got to do, and, and that's how but it is every, here. It's, it's just that, in every culture, though. Yeah. And my, but I think I think it's because okay. it's, like, the racial... It's the, the vibe between Blacks, like... And that's why I keep telling, like, you know, aunties and uncles and stuff, like, at the end of the day, they don't see, you know, uh, Femi, they don't see... Uh, Jada, they don't see, you know, Muhammad, they see black. They don't, they don't see you from, they don't see a Sherry Ann, they don't see a Jamaican, they don't see a West, uh, you know, so Guyanese, South African, they see black, and that's it. <laughs> it's so crazy that you say that, because um, my husband was like, uh, yo, like, a lot of our parents, like, like African parents, just spoken in general, probably hmm. don't identify as black. Nope. So like this like this narrative does not apply to them. Mm-hmm. But it's like you come to this country, nobody's looking for that accent, sis. Mm-mm. Nobody cares about that uh, that head wrap you got on. You black. <laughs> mm-hmm. Period. Yep. So you black with an American accent, you black with, the, with an African accent, you black. So that's lightly. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, education is definitely important and um, this is a really great time to, you know, if you're watching the news with your parents or they send you a WhatsApp, whatever, and, you know, correct them. You don't have to be rude, obviously, but, you know, we all we all learn every single day. So I think it's very important to teach ourselves as well as our, our family members, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, girl. That was so good. Oh, wait, we didn't even talk about B. Simone. Okay. Maybe next one. Baby girl, let's talk about it right now. <laughs> let's, talk about it real quick. let's end it with that. <laughs> yes. Oh, the ghetto. The 
got to talk go. about it. Talk about it. So B Simone had um she had made some Who comments. Who is B Simone? About- <laughs> oh, she's an Instagram comedian. And she made a million dollars by her 30th birthday. So that was pretty dope. Um, yeah, but she was. made some comments recently in the shade room, posted it. And basically, she was saying how she can't really date a guy with a nine to five because I had to actually watch a couple times because now I kind of understand what she's saying. Um, but I have comments on that. A guy with a nine to five because they won't understand her lifestyle. And Mostly women, like 98% of the people who were commenting and like had like these things to say were women. Mm. And what were they saying? Um, basically, like, oh, there's people who work nine to fives who make more than an entrepreneur, and da da da. Everyone's not cut out to be an entrepreneur and stuff like that. But after I, so, so, so sometimes you have to listen again, like you have to hear people out again to understand mm-hmm. their um, standpoint. And I think that's where I had missed the mark a little bit because mm-hmm. I was like, bitch, like, you know, like everyone, everybody had asked about, and she's right, right? So her, her manifestation of, for her man, because she's talking about herself, not all women. <laughs> She's basically saying, like, yo, she wants someone who's an entrepreneur because when it's time to get up and go, they don't got a request off of work. When, mm-hmm. she gotta, when you got to take a meeting in Dubai, y'all can just be out without having to check with your manager or, or you know what I mean? Like, little things like that or understanding, mm-hmm. like, the, the, the hustle and bustle, like, the up and down of the income and things of that nature. Um, she's not saying that they have to be rich. But she does want her her partner to be a a, a serial entrepreneur, someone who just kind of understands what she's going through, um, and that I mean, and, and that's okay. Like that's a prerogative. Yeah, I, I like a consistent check though. So, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I I listened to it a couple of times because I saw it on like different platforms and stuff, and um, my opinion still stands. I you know, and that's what works for her. You know, because yeah. that is what she wants, you know. Um, I'm a firm believer in, like you said, a consistent check. Um, and it's not that I'm, quote unquote, making someone else rich, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, entrepreneurship is not an easy feat. And you have got to have a certain mindset to get into that. And if you're with someone, if you want to be with someone who understands that and blah, 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 that's absolutely great. That is what is going to work for you. Um, but I'm speaking more to like the financial aspect of it. Like you said, a consistent check. There are, and, and to agree with some of the women in the comments, mm-hmm. there are people that make more than an entrepreneur may make in a year or in every six months or by quarter, um, quarterly or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's depending on the person because you could have a nine to five and have multiple investment por- portfolios and have multiple, um, you know, homes and assets and things of that nature that you have and you're cool with that you don't want to open up a shop you don't want to open up an online business you're cool with making your money at nine to five clocking in and clocking out and not having to worry when you get home and stuff like that whereas with an entrepreneur this is your every single day you're checking trends you're looking at your 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 website you're checking um inventory you're talking next day you may not exactly and Again, some women don't want that. <laughs> some women want their man to, you know, ha- every two weeks we know what we get in. You know, every month we know what's being pulled in. 
And some people are okay with the inconsistency. And, you know, even if she is a billionaire, there are some days where she's going to make lower than her best selling day, you know, and again, it's, it's really up to the individual. I just, like you said, I like a consistent check and you could do both too. Like there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of um, entrepreneurs, what they did is started off with a nine to five, you know, and um, they eventually phased and transitioned into just being a, a full time entrepreneur because their business was, you know, creating so much revenue and they had so much things to do that they couldn't take time off or they didn't yeah. have any more time off. They couldn't go to that meeting in Dubai or go to this, you know, find in, uh, ingredients in this country and blah, blah, blah. So. Um, again, it's all up to the individual. It's, you know, up to their lifestyle and what works for them. Um, I will say that entrepreneurship is not easy. So whether you want to do it for yourself or you're with someone who, who does do it, um, just know that it ain't easy. And, you know, I do agree, like there are some times you're up at three o'clock sourcing things and speaking to people and um, doing research. And some mm -hmm. people will not understand, like, why is the laptop light on at three o'clock? Like you need to be sleeping. Facts. No, and there are some people that will understand who do work a nine to five and will be with you and be like, they respect you even more because it's like, you're really, really hustling because you don't have anything to fall back on, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you just have that and that alone. So, it, again, it depends on the person and what works for them. Good luck to her and her life. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, you, keyword, her and her life. Because yeah. sometimes with the social media shit, we get way too emotionally involved. And I feel like a lot of women who were... um commenting were just like real hardcore going in were kind of just commenting their own like I don't want to say insecurities but like like their own opinions on how you know I don't know what women should be looking for in a man but we have yeah. to understand when someone's talking about manifestation for themselves it's for them and not you it's not anything right. personal like no one's throwing shots at your boyfriend who's a teacher or your husband who works for FedEx like no one is doing that sweetie it's not about right. you so sometimes we just have to remove ourselves from those things because you know shit just gets like misconstrued for no apparent reason but you know I also think like the misunderstanding comes from like a lot of these blogs because they always send share baby drag what yeah. they <laughs> like you have to go to like the YouTube page to watch the whole oh, thing thanks. to really get the gist of what people are saying because yeah. they only take F excerpts so you know again mm -hmm. just you know mindful judgment and all that stuff yeah. so this is why we always in trouble like come on <laughs> Like, we never want to do our due diligence. Like, I had to literally, like, look for the video myself to just really understand what she was saying. Because I'm just like, right. two, three minutes is not really enough. And then when yeah. I really saw, she, like, she really was talking about manifestation of the man that she wants. And I was like, oh, I got it. Okay, I understand. She's not talking mm -hmm. about, you know, the masses. But, you know, shout out right. to her. The question wasn't what. The question wasn't who do you think women should be with? It was like, what kind of man does Be Simone want? And she yeah. said what she said. Yes. And, you know, you agree with her, you don't. People were, no matter. people were canceling her because of her comments. No, people were canceling her because of her Black Lives Matter comment. But that's another conversation. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought they were canceling. Because I was, I was on YouTube and, like, I was reading the comments and they were like, she's canceled. She's canceled. And I'm like, how is she canceled for this? Okay, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you for listening to another episode. Yeah. I'm just winging it. Winging it. Right. <laughs>
Hopefully soon we can do this in person because I'm over this Skype shit. I know, I know. But we're we're making it work. A lot of podcasts ain't been podcasting because of this. I know. Corona, but we still, I know. We're, we're giving y'all content. <laughs> we are. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this one. So please support a black owned podcast. Facts. I'm gonna subscribe. <laughs> okay. Period. I'm put that in the Period. link. Cash app a woman forty dollars today. Period. Period. <laughs> all right y'all later but on a serious note guys please um don't forget to subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, spotify okay. and soundcloud you can also follow us on instagram at just winging it podcast no g in the winging and um we will see you next time yes and that was just winging it <laughs> bye guys <laughs>